0: When Russ and I moved into our house on Peabody Street in July 1981, even as we were carrying the first boxes into the house, I started my yard list with a bald eagle flying over and evening grosbeaks calling from our trees. Russ put up our first bird feeder later that day or the next, and soon we were going through at least 50 pounds of sunflower seeds every week, sometimes a hundred, almost all of it devoured by grosbeaks. Of course, it wasn't the feeders that drew them to Peabody Street in the first place. They were already there. The reason they'd settled in our neighborhood were our box elder trees. My own yard had three. One of the box elders right next to our house looked decrepit enough that my mother-in-law took one look and said we needed to have that one taken down as soon as possible. Forty years later, we still haven't quite gotten around to that. Even as the branches continue to bud out every year, they're increasingly covered with lichens, adding color and texture. The tree will eventually topple, with luck giving us enough warning that we can be a little proactive. But meanwhile, it's given us immeasurable pleasure. And it's not only still standing, it's still producing plenty of seeds every summer. When evening gross beaks were abundant here, they spent a great deal of time in that tree. As much as I've always loved chickadees, if any bird defined our lives on Peabody Street back in the 80s and early 90s, it was evening grosbeaks. They vocalized almost constantly from sunrise until sunset, and when they weren't at the feeders, were up in the trees calling almost constantly. But if their calls were relentless, they were also pleasing in a way that urban noises are not. Evening growth calls were such a constant element in the soundtrack of our daily lives that we took them for granted. When their numbers dropped and then they disappeared in the 90s, they left a gaping hole, a vacuum, as noticeable and disturbing as if the string section suddenly vanished in the middle of a symphony. Last fall began what is called an eruption, and suddenly people in many parts of the country were seeing evening grosbeaks. Not me, I had just one or two flyovers in the fall, and that was that. Russ and I went to the Saxon Bog to see them this winter. On April 7th, one showed up in my yard, and I saw two for the next two days, but they moved on. Then on April 23rd, my friend Dudley Edmondson, who lives a few blocks west of me, told me he'd been seeing a large flock of evening grosbeaks in his part of the neighborhood for a week. I'd not seen any, and my morning recordings had not picked up any. I was bummed out. But two days later, a dozen showed up in my yard, and on April 27th, I had an amazing 250 most flying over, and my yard has hosted at least 50 every day since then. Early yesterday morning, May 3rd, a hundred evening grosbeaks filled my trees and feeders and bird baths. I'd started making my morning sound recording at exactly 4:59, and the first grosbeak called out at exactly 5:52. The sound grew to an amazing cacophony, but it may have been their last hurrah here. By 9 a.m., the vast majority of them had vanished. Only a handful spent any time in my feeders after nine, and though I could still hear a few up in the trees, even that sound dwindled to nothing by late afternoon. I'd gotten used to seeing them in the feeders before dusk, but not one showed up. Eric Brunke told me he saw 80 to 90 moving over the Superior Hiking Trail near the Hawk Ridge Main Overlook about 1230. Gross Beaks were on the move. That line, don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone, was true for the evening Gross Beaks here long ago. However long they stay this time, or even if they've already moved on, I'm thrilled that a sound so mingled with my children's early days is now part of the soundtrack for my baby grandson. This time around, there's no taking them for granted. I've made at least 15 hours of recordings, some already published on my website. Even as I'm looking forward to Orioles and wrens and rose-breasted grosbeaks and brown thrashers joining in the dawn chorus in the coming days, I'll be treasuring the memory of these evening grosbeaks and my recordings of them for the rest of my life. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.